Hey friend, it's Forrest, your favorite librarian. Thanks for joining me. Let's get started. And welcome to episode 15 in celebration of Women's History Month. This week's episode is entitled The Magic of Womanhood. And the only title I believe will greatly assist you with this week's episode is One Trans Woman's Spiritual Journey Transcending into Womanhood in Thailand, written by Lorraine Shade Bakersfield. And for those not aware of to whom Shade Lorraine Bakersville is, she's an African-American social worker, activist, and also trans woman known for founding the transgender advocacy group in Chicago titled Transgenesis, T-R-A-N-S-G-E-N-E-S-I-S. And you know, I had the privilege of meeting this wonderful woman and spending some time with her, which we'll get into that later. But let's dive into whom this beautiful woman is and how she has really inspired and helped to assist the shape of my womanhood. Um, born in Chicago and the eldest of seven children, most of her ag- advocacy is for and with not only the trans but queer black community and those of color as a volunteer at the Howard Brown Health Center, as well as eventually becoming an HIV and AIDS case manager. She earned her bachelor's degree in social work at Northeastern Illinois University. And after founding or after she founded Transgenesis to address Um, substance abuse, HIV and AIDS, sex work, um, harm reduction, gender identity. She also helped to cultivate programs, outreach that will assist many folks along the queer spectrum, such as the TPAS, which stands for Trans People Advocating Safer Sex. And it was a weekly drop-in program for youth and also young adults, as well as the other outreach program entitled Trans Diva, um, which was a peer-led transgender support group and discussion group. Now, keep in mind, all of this organization, all of this just safe space for community but for queer folk happened in the 1990s specifically in 1994 so can you imagine the kind of barriers that are being broken the kind of implicit biases that are being challenged just upon Bakersfield entering the room I can't imagine what kind of what kind of patriarchy bureau what kind of practices of patriarchy and bureaucracies that were intimidated and still threatened simply by her work. You know, later in 1997, she also received the first Georgia Black Award for service for the transgender community. So not only do we see her activism across the Eastern board, but in different states specifically. And so just the accolades that she received is not just a reflection of her passion, but her commitment. And when we continue on 1990, uh, excuse me, 2000, right before the September 11th, you know, she was inducted into the Chicago LGBTQIA Hall of Fame. Like, like how, like how awesome is that? And I apologize for my notifications that are going off. Um, That's my uh, work computer. It's in the background. I forgot to mute that. So if you hear that, understand that's my job calling me. (laughs) But back to Bakersville. um, To be inducted in the Chicago LGBTQIA plus Hall of Fame in 2000. Man, like, can you imagine? As well as during this time, she chaired the youth events committee if I'm not mistaken um for the Chicago Black Pride 
um, as well as was very influential in their 2000, 2001 conference. So, you know, and also, if I'm not mistaken, just her work also with the AIDS Foundation of Chicago. I mean, Chicago truly has to tilt its hat, but also give her her flowers. You know, the foundation that she has laid, not only an example, but a bar, not a baton, but a bar that is set that others can raise for others to use as a guidance to say, this is what has been done. This is what can be done. And so and it just brings me so much chills. And, you know, we haven't even begun to discuss her piece of work. Um, so to know that b- before gay marriage is legalized around the time of 2013, almost 15 years earlier, 13 years earlier in 2000, this woman is being inducted into a hall of fame and also receiving accolades across many different States because of her commitment to just providing not only elevation, but liberation to so many queer folk, creating a space, a a safe, brave space, providing a circulation of resources, as well as circular mentorship, as well as access to community, the ability to build your own chosen family, the ability to create your own family, the ability to share those, whether in your house or your chosen family or in your friend group likeness, whether or not you look alike, there's a like-mindedness that resembles an open-heartedness and open-mindedness. And, you know, also let me just dote on Lorena Sade Bakersville because she's a woman that, is admirable but inspirational you know back in 2001 if i'm not mistaken she received the certificate for recognition for professional leadership um from the then illinois state treasurer as well as the recognition the certificate of recognition for community activism um in cook county by the state attorney at the time richard a Devine. So when we also see just some of her work, but what leads me into one of possibly the greatest reflection of her professional pursuit to help provide a safe, brave space, but equal access and also representation, proper representation for queer folk, but most importantly, trans folk. In 2002, Bakersville was appointed to the executive committee of the National Coalition for LGBT Health. Like, whoa, whoa, to be appointed, meaning there's a process, a due diligence, a due process where you are hand selected simply because of your skill, your connection, your rapport with your community and to what you believe is is true and a core of your objectives to be appointed a part of the executive committee of the National Coalition of LGBTQ Health in 2002, 2002. You've got to understand not only as a queer person, but to advocate for queer rights during a time where many people are not only persecuted in the court of public opinion, but also are dehumanized legally at this time. You know, not only were same sex adoptions, marriages, unions, a list of other things were not only provided, but were individually and itemized and stripped of them, of, of us, excuse me, let me use the proper terms. And so just to know that there's someone that not only looks, but thinks it is like us on the queer spectrum fighting for us, for us, by us, with us, that just resonates more than any slogan of affirmative action or diversity and inclusion. 
or any seasonal marketing of what you believe is inclusion based upon a monthly observation or an association. So let me get into how I know or was first introduced and met Lorraine Shade Bakersfield. Now I call her Shade <laughs> and we are more than Facebook friends. When I was um, a graduate of the University of Alabama, I was earning my master's of information and library science. Um, during a time I was also working at the Tubman African American Museum in Macon, Georgia. I was working part-time um, on the weekends doing almost um, <laughs> 15 to 20 hours on the weekend working night events as well but that was my ability to still be connected to my culture because at the time going to a PWR predominantly white institution it was a culture shock for me because I had just spent four wonderful years at an HBCU a historically black college university I had graduated from Fort the Fort Valley State University and earned my bachelor's of English bachelor's of arts in English literature with a concentration in classics and and so just having that access to just culture and narratives and communities and preserved history based upon oral 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 narratives or specific history that's articulated and preserved in, in various ways of documentation, I really understood the art of preservation, but also the power of such. And so when I worked at the Tubman African American Museum, I worked as a curatorial assistant, I worked as guest service associate, I worked primarily assisting the director of exhibition, uh, Jay Bruce, as well as working um, in the gift store. So I was very, very familiar with not only different artists, but getting to know them and meeting some wonderful people and understanding just the brilliancy of customer service and how that's the tone and how also customer service is the business card of any team or any organization or organizing circle. And so when I met Lorraine Shade. Again, I call her Sade, so I'm not sure how she wants you to address her. She may say Mrs. Miss Bakersville if you're nasty, but I'm going to call her Sade for the time being because I, I got to spend some time with her. And she taught me, she taught me divine femininity and how to use it properly. She taught me how to, how to articulate your internal masculine energy and how to utilize it properly for what you want and for the good, not only for yourself, but of others. She taught me how to how to define my sensuality and not to allow others hypersexualization of my body, of my sexuality or of my queerness to to construct my identity. And, you know, the South, I believe, has really, really loved and embraced on Sade because her family, um, a lot of her family resides in the uh, Georgia area. And so that is how we were able to meet. One day she just literally, she literally chasseed and swayed in and she just glided. And I was like, oh, who is this, you know, hot Cheeto red hair lady coming in here? And other people, because of how they received her, um, I could tell that they, there was something that other people did not like. From a distance, I was able to see that some of my, at the time, coworkers, they had a certain way of letting, you know, that, with their energy, this is not what I like. And regardless of that energy that I was navigating, as I saw her walk across the rotundra towards the um, area to get a ticket, I remember thinking, wow, who is this woman? And how can I get to know her? 
I just remember thinking in spite of what I feel this this not not this heat of negative energy but this 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 wave of enigma the unknown that they don't know how to truly identify or define that they're creating automatically innately distance with and I didn't want distance I want her all in my space I want to know where you from how you walk in here like that where can I get confidence like that where can I where can I meet other women like that and from our interaction from my first interaction I realized oh she's queer and then upon her telling me who she was she was like I'm Sade I'm Sade excuse me I'm Sade Lorraine Bakersfield I said like, oh wait that name rings a bell because hey I'd heard certain things through reading a lot of queer history at the time and I was so interested in reading about other brown queer folk brown trans folk particularly brown queer women I was like I had to get my hands on any narrative and so I was familiar with her history but having the actual person in front of me it was it oversaturated all my senses really because when it dawned on me who was standing in front of me the back of my mind started the back of my head started tingling because in the back of my head I started to remember that that anxious energy and feeling around me from others that were projecting because they were they were intimidated and they were fearful of what she was providing because they didn't know how to address or to accommodate her and everything that she brought in that room at the time and still now. And so when I realized that she and I both were on the queer spectrum, I thought, boom, bet, we're going to be friends. Whether you like it or not, you're going to like me, baby. Because guess what? We're going to be good friends. And then she started talking to me. You know, I was like, oh, I'm, on, I'm in library school. She said, uh-uh, finish school. She said, and when you're done, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want with a cold smile. Do whatever you want and explain later. But she taught me about peace. And she taught me about harmony. But most importantly, she illustrated one of the greatest virtues I've seen in life. Humbleness. You know, keep in mind, when I say I met Sade, I did not also describe to you what she was wearing. And mind you, I said hot Cheeto head red color. Because mind you, she was in this bright colored, beautiful locks that, you know, trinkled down to her shoulders. But she was in Gucci and gold, baby. See, if you've ever seen Love and Basketball, there's a scene in the beginning, the first 15 minutes, where the husband is arguing. His wife saying, I had you in Gucci and gold, and you had no problem, baby. Sade walked in there. Sade walked across the rotunda on the first level of the Tubman African American Museum as she swayed towards me in Gucci and gold, baby. I don't think you understand. The glasses were Gucci. The frames, I, the frames were solid, 24-karat gold. Her nails were gorgeous. Her skin was just glowing. I was like, my God. I was like, how the hell I get like you? And and, and can I afford this? Because first of all, I can afford brass at most silver. But see, 24 karat gold, baby? 18 karat gold? And you wearing Gucci in gold, baby? I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then that's when she let me know, oh, I'm an author. Because after I told her I was in school, you know, obtaining, you know, my degree to become a librarian. She goes, oh. She goes, well, I'm an author. You know, I do it all, baby. I'm an activist. I'm a queer woman. I'm a, I'm a beautiful woman. I'm a daughter. You know, I'm also a widow, a 
and she, when she expressed to me, you know, her relationship with her late husband, Bruce, you know, that's when she really introduced me to her motto. Life is about making choices. Are you living or are you just existing? And so when she handed me her book, and the book, again, is entitled One Trans Woman's Spiritual Journey, Transcending into Womanhood in Thailand. You know, let me just read some of the portions to you. It says, everyone sees what you appear to be. Few people experience what you really are because of the way we look and because of the way society sees us. And so when I read her title, I thought, wow, she is a vulnerable, insightful as I mentioned before, inspirational, but let me just say confident. You know, often when we describe women, we use brave because that word is so associated with women that we see doing things that aren't of the norm or that many women would do. But when I consider Shadea, I think that she is confident on fucking fire. Let me say that. And put your kids away because, you know, I'm, I'm going to be cussing a lot today. Let me just say this. So when I read One Trans Woman Spiritual Journey, First of all, in some of her descriptions of the table of contents, and also keep in mind that this is also an O and a celebratory act to her late husband, Bruce Andrew Lamar. But some of the titles of the, the chapters really illustrate certain benchmarks in her life, certain pivotal times. You know, like, for example, on page 216, transphobia negatively affects trans people. Life is about making choices. It also talks about, you know, her academic journey to social work activism and transgenesis social services. She talks about, you know, Bruce's 10 year, you know, journey traveling the United States. But, oh man, let me just read you the the foreword so that way I don't give too much away before I talk about some of the things that really resonated with me and how she's really helped me with my womanhood it says I did not accomplish all that I did in my life to write a memoir I did what I had to do and now it's time to share what I did in my life to accomplish my success Lorraine Sade everyone has a story to tell and I'm telling you my story Everyone sees what you appear to be. Few people experience what you really are. One is not born a woman. One becomes a woman. I am what I am. And you know, that last line really, really resonates with me because it's true for myself. You know, one is not born a woman. You become a woman. Everyone has a childhood regardless of gender, identity, or where you are on the spectrum or in your journey. You're identified as a child and whether or not and how long your childhood lasts, you are a child first and you become what you are. As Sade beautifully says at the end, I am what I am. Similar to myself, I am becoming the woman I imagine. And so just to see her vulnerability and certain acknowledgments of not only certain traumas, but emotional um, issues that were difficult that she thrived through, but how she empowered so many others through her personal development and her integrity. And it's through this inner relationship with self that you see self-worth, examples of respect, not just for queer folk, but for all people. That's why this book is so inspirational. And that's why I'm really highlighting this book primarily for women's history. And, you know, man, I just love this book. It's timeless. And, you know, through her tireless pursuits to create opportunities 
not only for the transgender community, but for the general population. She is also providing education and access, not only to the queer community, but queer history and culture, because she is queer history. She's also American history. You know, I hope as at some point or on some day, the city or in the area of Chicago celebrates and permanently honors her, not only who she is, but what she has done for our community and also for American history and queer history. You know, when we think about black history, we must consider that it is also based upon your region, American history or English history or British history, excuse me. When we consider queer history, it's also American history. It's important to con- to remember and also to consider that these narratives contribute to a greater intricately woven narrative that reflects a community, a culture, but also how we progress. And so when I met Lorraine and I was able to read and talk to her about this book, we spent some time at the Uckmonkey um, National, our Uckmonkey um mound park and unfortunately um because of my lack of understanding of certain faith practices i took her to a mound that was a previous burial site and because of um my ignorances we were standing on top of um what is to be known as certain burial spots and i should have done my research i should have asked I should have inquired. I should have been more aware not that i entirely offended Shade, but she it was a teaching moment and the way she the way she accommodated me and my ignorances in spite of me not doing my due diligence she showed me what true compassion is and can be and even after that we still were cool before she returned uh, to chicago and then thailand we still maintain contact um she is still in thailand if i'm not mistaken but i do follow her worldly travels as she is a a scholar of the world she is a catalyst for change but most importantly she is a badass she is a fucking badass let me tell you so when this book uh one trans woman's spiritual journey came out in 2014 i met her in 2015 so talk about serendipity talk about man i was truly blessed not even lucky blessed can you imagine and, you know, she's not in the United States often. So just to imagine to meet her at that chance and to take an opportunity, you know, during her time still in um, the middle Georgia area, she volunteered at the Tubman Museum. So it was great to experience her, you know, not only as associates, but almost as colleagues. And I'm so thankful for my time, you know, not only as a graduate student at the Tubman African American Museum, but as a student of Lorraine Sade Bakersfield. So I really encourage you to read her memoir, One Trans Woman's Spiritual Journey, Transcending into Womanhood in Thailand, but also to check her out for her deeds and her contribution to queer history, Chicago history, American history, but black history. She is a badass. So this is how I have applied her memoir. You know, when she left, I'm not going to lie, I was sad because I thought, oh, man, I'm going to miss her. But I love that how she utilizes social media with documenting her life and where she is. I remember when um, the pandemic had just hit or had become a had become an overwhelming moment for a lot of the country, many continents around the world but also many communities and i remember seeing her inside her positivity but also her her 
her unwarranted transparency and I thought wow okay not only is this affecting me but it's also affecting others and this is how I can navigate my situation better this is how I can maneuver my emotions properly or with more refinement and you know that's what I really enjoyed about maintaining my contact with her but also I'm really excited for the next title that she produces or provides or publishes you know I'm really excited for what's next but also she is living history baby you know, she is a living legend. She is not only an elder, but she is a living legend. She is someone we should look up to. She is a mother in our community. She, like I mentioned before, she's a catalyst for change. So with this week's episode, episode 15, the magic of womanhood, not only are we celebrating women's history month, but we are also honoring a woman I admire, Lorraine Shade Bakersville, and also her memoir, One Trans Woman's Spiritual Journey Transcending into Womanhood. I really enjoyed you all today, and I can't wait to see what else resonates with you before we wrap up season one, Favorite Librarian, the podcast. Don't forget to check me out on all platforms as well as favoritelibrarian.com. Continue reading, friends. As always, this has been wonderful and fun. Remember, friend, you are not alone. There is something for you. Continue to read. And if you need more black or queer literature, check out my website, favoritelibrarian.com, or my Instagram, favoritelibrarian. Until next time. (laughs) 